0: Welcome into the Sports Buffoon's Podcast. Hello and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back in once again to the Sports Buffoon Studios here out of Lenexa, Kansas. Once more, the full Buffoon clan with you, Tanner Dawson here to my right and Jason JG to my left. What's up, fellas? How you doing? What up, yo? I'm good. I'm getting a little tired, but I'm good. Tanner's a little tired today. All right, what's been going on, Tanner? What's something new in your life? What's what's been what's holding you down? Nothing new. Well, what's let me answer. That. <coughs> I'm going to answer cool that
1: life. question for him. The, what's holding him down is he's drinking Bush Light right now. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: so that's that's build, a given.
2: Build, building a fence. He, oh, building
0: a fence is so, what was holding him down. I guess having a little okay. fun, helping out the bros. That what's going on? That's
2: what we're doing right now this okay. week.
1: I'm okay with that. Just whatever you do, don't try to build any walls, okay? Because I have a problem with that.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, hey, uh, we do have a lot to get into, of course, today as well. Uh, We got to talk a little bit about uh, some Aaron Judge here in a second. We're going to talk about sports betting. Right before we went on live here, JG said out loud, uh, we're here to make some money. So sports betting will be a discussion here. Obviously, uh, I feel like we've done pretty well here in Kansas over the last couple weeks now that we are all – Fully legalized. Um, and of course, we're going to recap some Chiefs things along the way as well. So, I'm um, lost to dig into if you're, of, of course, here today. But first and foremost, what are you guys sipping on? Other than we already know Tanner's drinking Bush Light. Bush's favorite. I went with the uh, rye whiskey,
1: but I'm, I'm not going to tell you what brand it is this week. But I did go with the rye whiskey and Coke.
2: Does it rhyme with Fournette? Hmm.
0: Not exactly, but you're close. <laughs> I, I'm going with the old Forester for some reason. Tanner got me onto this like a year ago, and I, for some reason, it's kind of a cheap go-to whiskey. It really is. these days because it's only twenty bucks for the bottle, and it's just one of those deals where it's like, hey, this is an easy sipping whiskey. Mix it with a little Coke here and there, and you're good to go. So I'll take it for what it is, and it's it's not it's not going to break the budget by any means. So. That's uh, not too bad. So I'm hope, I'm hoping eventually you finish off that bottle of roulette, by the way. Um, Dude, that's the third bottle. I don't know what the hell <laughs> their, you're talking about. How am well, on my third bottle of that shit. If you really look back at all of our shows, I'd like to get a compilation put together of the amount of times you've talked about the roulette whiskey going back to freaking April of, of this year, April 2022. It is what
1: it is, man. Sometimes you just need something that doesn't cost a lot. If, you know, if you're trying
0: to save money, you just want something cheap. If you want one, one drink a week, and when I say drink, it means like probably half an ounce. Mm-hmm. And maybe over the course of the next seven months, you can finish off that bottle. So, oh, so oh, might maybe, get
2: her done. To, to now, now clear, if I live my
0: life that way, I'd
1: have a lot more money in my wallet. To, to be clear, it is <laughs> my true. third bottle of that stuff. But thank, okay. thanks for
0: playing. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, so obviously, we heard some news today. We're going to break into some Royals for just a second here. But uh, I I think Dayton Moore, Moore, I know, Start off with some baseball. Isn't that weird? Don't worry. You out there listening, all of our football fans, hold on. Just real quick, Dayton Moore, Royals GM, has been relieved of his duties fired. And it looks like I think a few others will go along with him as time goes on. Uh, I I, I think Matheny's gone. I think Eldridge is gone. There's going to be a few others along the lines too. I think it's going to be kind of an overhaul house. The good news is the players are going to remain the same going into next year for the most part. For the most part. But um, just real quick, the feelings. I know, Jason, you have some things you want to say about the firing of Dayton Moore. And obviously, he brought a World Series to Kansas City not too long ago. But it's been ugly other than that. So what's your thoughts?
1: I think with Dayton Moore, I mean, people think that, you know, it's kind of a a thing where you're like, do I want a World Series? Like, once every 30 years, or do I want to be competitive, you know, every year? And I think with Dayton Moore, he was trying to build it a certain way where, yeah, we've had like seven years when we really didn't do anything. But I, it's not that I have a problem with it. At some point, you have to clean house and start over. I just think that I would have given him a little bit more time. More? Um, yeah. I would have given him more time because. You know, it's like the 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 main problem to me was the pitching, and and the by pitch, far and the pitching development. Okay, <clears throat> so it, it's not the Dayton Moore drafted the wrong guys. It's it's the fact that Cal Eldred was there and the, the our pitching development was bad, and they already fired that guy. So it's kind of like if, if we could just improve our, our pitching development, and I. I think that was the answer. I don't think that necessarily firing Dayton Moore was the answer. I mean, I understand, you know, you're kind of a new owner and you want results faster, but when you're a small market team, how fast does it really go? And I think being a small small market team, I think he he deserved a little bit more leeway. I think he just needed maybe, maybe one more year, maybe two more years, but um, gosh, he, Like, he got us a World Series championship, dude. He got us two American League pennants, and I feel like we had been waiting for, like, 30 years for that to happen. And now, all of a sudden, it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, we had to wait seven years. I mean, I'm kind of going back and forth here, but I, I just feel like Dayton Moore was a guy who really connected with the players. He connected with them on a personal level. It wasn't always about baseball and business. He really cared about the player and their families. And, uh, I I just put a lot of value on that. I just think that he, he deserved a little bit more time based on what he brought to Kansas city over the years.
0: Yeah. And I I just want to say one point real quick. I, I like a lot of what you're saying, Jason. Um, I think that the Royals though are in obviously a restart mode. Um, and, the current young talent we have on this roster, the goal is to get them at some point to step up and resemble what the Royals 2013 team was, which was kind of, it felt like a big jump start of youth at that time in the organization, which then propelled them to what happened in 2014 and 2015. And I think that we're in the right direction as a franchise because we do have all these rookies right now playing for this team. Pitching is a huge issue. The difference was like back then in 2013-14, they had to bring along guys like James Shields to try to set the the tone for what to expect and the mentality to come into as a new player on that team and as a young player on that team. And I don't know that we have that man on this team right now that's going to set the tone for what to expect and what an organization should be ran like within the locker room. And I, at the time it was obviously James Shields and then a, you don't think um, Zach Grinky's that guy? And uh, Greenkey's not that guy, he's okay. anything anything but that guy, as yep. a matter of fact. grinky cares about Grinky. It's true. I want to put that That's out there. That's very fair. Grinky <laughs> is not That's James. Sh- grinky is here to, you know, do his thing, make some good money, and then move along after this year. Um, James Shields cared about actually helping this team mm-hmm. get turned around, and he was a big part of it to go along with uh if you guys can help me out here with the other this pitcher at the time. It was a. Are you talking
2: about the Reds pitcher that we traded for? No. Sorry. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I got you. Hang
0: basically, there's there's some other guys on the staff who were uh, Jeremy Guthrie. So I was just thinking of. Oh. Him. Jeremy Guthrie at the time was also got one of you. those veteran, aged starting pitchers. Didn't you curse that guy? I did. I did not. You need shook to. his hand, and then all of a
2: sudden he started sucking after that. in Rockfest
0: uh it was, either, that was really bad yeah i think it was guthrie was like under like he was 3-0 or something like that wait dead. wait wait was that, that that was in 2014 we correct? we have a uh 2013
1: 2013 it was their first year with oh, the organization. Okay. but he like
2: okay. he saw him at Rockfest. yeah and guthrie at that point in the season was, was playing like really well phenomenal right all-star awesome. caliber guy that's really looking high bike shook his hand and soon after that the decline came really quick.
0: Yeah, but guys, it was a it was a decline for a while, and I'm just man, saying, if know. you would have done that
1: in 2014, you single handedly lost us the World Series. No, nah, this was a year. That was a year.
0: That was a year later. But sorry, keep going. Anyways, <laughs> I, my my whole point is that you know back then it was just a whole thing of like a remake, a whole makeover of the Royals altogether. And Dayton Moore was a huge part of landing guys like that on the roster as well as bringing up the guys at the right time. He did a great job of that. I think what he did this year and the situation the Royals currently have with the youthful roster. In fact, here just an hour ago, uh, MJ Melendez led off the game with a home run. Mm -hmm. And I think he's obviously going to eventually be the replacement for Salvador Perez, but it's just stuff like that. It's like, man, we might've given up on him a little too early. And I know there's people out there that are angry because it's been seven years since we've done anything and this and that, but uh, same time, it's like, man, this kind of market is not easy to go out there and just win every year. I don't want to be a team that wins eighty-one games every year. I want to be a team that has an opportunity, say it is once every ten years, to go win a hundred games and potentially go all the way. I want to have that opportunity. That's more my mindset than just having a team that fiddle farts around like the Dallas Cowboys do every year. Like I think my whole thing with Dayton Moore is
1: like I understand both sides of the argument and i think that at some point you've got high expectations as an owner you have high expectations as a fan i mean us fans we go there we spend our money and at some point you got to put a winning product on the field and there there are a lot of a lot of fans out there that don't want to wait seven years they don't want to wait 10 years God forbid they wait 30 years. The
0: problem is we I didn't do it fast that. enough. So after the Royals won the World Series, we knew there would be a decline. Yes. We went all in and got some great pitching in the process. And we knew after that it would be a huge decline. We knew that. Yeah. We were going all in to win a World Series. And Shut we enough. did. Shit enough. No. shit enough. Yes, they should have. Shit enough. It was well worth it. Go pay your guys.
2: No. Go pay your it guys. It was
0: well worth it to do what they did. It's so awful. who are they going to pay, Tanner? Go. Who, would, who, do, who should they have paid? You're telling me that Osmer,
2: Musakis, and Kane were not still eligible for at least two more years after the World Series. And you're going to pay
0: those guys? How much money guys. to stick around? You for paid Perez to
2: get injured and fall down the stairs.
0: No, Perez has been a vital piece of this team for a long ass time. Not good, not good for the player. last two years. No, right, I guess last year. Last year so, he was, but yeah, last year he. Was, mean, last year he put up 50 great, home runs.
2: One year out of four years
0: since we paid him. Okay, we're talking about 2016, right?
2: I am talking.
1: 16. Let's talk about who they're paying right now. They're paying Ryan O'Hearn and Hunter Dozier. They're, that's who they're paying right now, guys. Do you think that's a good decision? Yeah, exactly.
2: Here's the thing: if I told you a Chiefs GM, we kept around for 14,
0: 16 years, whatever the heck it was. <laughs> different sport, different type of money. Okay,
2: still. It's not still, the same. Still, I we we kept a Chiefs GM around. Salary cap. We we won. We have three winning seasons with this GM in 16 years. Are you telling me that you still want him around cuz we were going too fast? Yes, great world not series. Comparable, I appreciate Dayton not comparable. More for the world series cuz I that, that's my whole it. point.
1: Like I see I, I see, it. I see it's both sides of the argument. It is time to go, but I, I think we just need to be thankful You're, for the time that we had with correct. him and not just say, "Oh my gosh, you were shitty except for 3 no, years." No, no, Dayton, you, you were know? you
2: were fine between 2010 and 2016. After that, things went downhill really quick, It's the case here, right? You have three winning seasons, 2013, 2014, 2015. You gave us a World series. You gave us a shot in 14 and 15 that we had not had in 30 years. I appreciate that like no other. You have no idea how appreciative I am. But outside of that, nothing's happened. There has been no changes. Dayton, or, uh, Ned ended up retiring. Essentially, we brought in old man Matheny, who is completely not a I don't know, a quality coach. He must be La Russa at this point. Not as bad, though. But, like, you, this isn't this is time to move. It's time to move on. Let me ask house. you
1: this. I'll put you the uh, question this way Would you rather have a GM that would get you to the playoffs every single year for Compete? 16, 16 straight years, go to the playoffs and get your ass kicked? Yeah. Or would you rather have one guy who gets you two? american league championships and a world series that's, that's out of the million dollar 16 question. years that's the million dollar question I, w- I would rather have a championship rather than be a team that All makes right. it to the playoffs and loses so every so, single so year we talked
2: about small markets right small market teams connor's on a small market team in the brewers right i go to their stadium this summer i look up and there's a 2011 League Championship Series, Divisional Series. There's another 2018. Since 2008, 2008, 2011, 2018, 2019, 2021. Granted, there's no World Series, which is great, but there's also competitive teams at least every couple of years.
1: So you would trade in our World Series ring?
2: I would trade in our World Series for the Brewers to be competitive you're right now every year. Don't, at least not every couple it. years. This
1: show, this show is all about rings. That's what we talk about. on this Yeah, show yeah, all I know. You're all about the
2: rings. We want. Guess rings. What? I want to be competitive. I don't want to be losing a hundred games year in, year out. Oh, we yeah, had three great years, and then year out, year but out. But you don't losing.
1: know what they would have been next year, two years from what are you now. Talking if about? they would have kept right. Dayton Moore, if we would have been awful. More. Why? So why is it keeping awful? Dayton Moore? that with the improvement because we
2: would have rookies. kept Cal Eldred, who hopefully. No, is gone. you don't know that. You don't know yes, that. you, you know. do. Because because Dayton Moore. Year uh, week in week out would always support Cal Edrich in the in the deal.
1: Okay, in so the press conferences. I I understand this because I I did hear there were rumors out there that he refused to fire certain Correct. people, and that's why he got fired. There's a reason. And if that's the case. That I'm totally on board. There, with
2: there's it. a reason why Dayton Moore got fired because he wouldn't step down when Sherman probably went to him, you know, up front and everything. Because this guy, you know, gosh, world serious. Been around for so long hey you know Dayton. we're going to probably look to move on but we want to you know if you're going to go on your terms go on your terms he said i'd rather die than step down from the royals sherman's hand was dealt and now there's more changes to come
1: that just blows my mind that yeah. he wouldn't have the balls to fire cal Eldred. that just that blows my it blows pitching, my mind the pitching sucks i'm telling you he does <laughs> like, he's
2: all support you know why unbelievable uh, right i'm not say why but anyways it's it's not good stuff it's not Dayton Moore has gone. J.J. Bacola needs to be gone next because that's, uh, as I've heard in the in the dish here, it's like a same kind of concept as Dayton Moore because he's came on with Dayton Moore at the same time. So that guy has to go. Cal Edridge, Matheny, we got a clean house.
0: I don't want to make one point to you guys real quick. Obviously, we brought up the small market thing. We brought up Dayton Moore's lack of success uh, you know, consecutively over the course of time, the and lack. it was more in a small window. Um, <laughs> the
2: lack of success. Right.
0: Right, yeah, lack of success, but this team will never be the same because Ewing Kaufman's no longer here, and this team has not been the same since Our Ewing boy. Kaufman passed. Yep. That's right. And when it comes down to winning and successfulness in all sports, in my opinion, ownership is probably one of the biggest factors across the board, mm-hmm. and that's it's why we see teams like the 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 Browns and a lot of times the Bengals have, have really really failed over the past few years. They have an ownership problem. Dallas Cowboys have an ownership problem. The Chiefs have a wonderful owner in replacing Lamar Hunt with Clark Hunt. Clark Hunt is, is a super committed, amazing owner for this franchise. Yep. Ewing Kaufman, what he cared about back when the Royals began in 1969 and throughout the 70s and 80s was he cared about this team. He cared about the city. He cared about winning. And you, you we have now this different kind of atmosphere within the nature of sports and the nature of you know now handing over this team to a local Kansas City man who also is a multimillionaire and all that. So it's do we have the same care about winning as in passion like a guy like a Clark Hunt does? We didn't. Who took over his dad's we ownership.
2: We didn't. Now we do.
0: So Tanner thinks we do. I still have a lot I would like to see. Well, this is the, the first step, ownership. right?
2: This is, hey, I gave you two years. You, obviously, okay. the results aren't there.
0: That's fair enough. Time to go. That's fair enough. Um, I would just like to say that I, this this is a franchise that's probably going to struggle for a long time because baseball's designed differently than football. And Ewing Kaufman was a guy who cared a lot about doing whatever he could to put out the best product on, on, the, on the diamond. Correct. And we have not had that since he passed away.
2: And this was, I mean, it was a hard decision. I'll give me wrong for Sherman to fire a guy like Dayton Moore, right? A guy that's been, you know, we just talked about World Series, right? For the three for the three years being competitive out of his sixteen. But he knew Sherman knew, like, hey, we're not putting a competitive product on the field. You're obviously the pitching struggles, the offense quite wasn't there the last couple of years. Granted, we got the young guys that look good, but there's still a lot of concerns. My
0: so. problem is development with this team. Yeah. I want to see better development. And if we can get that worked up and get the pitching worked up, then we're gonna make be making huge strides. But until that there. happens, then uh it's it's not gonna look pretty no matter what way you wanna look. I at think it. we got them. So hopefully things go the right way, obviously here towards the future of the Royals. You guys have any final comments on that? I would just say I had this conversation
1: with my, my dad the other day. Um do you guys know how many royals either are in the hall of fame right now or will be in the hall of fame after Zach Grinke goes in?
0: That's a I'd say I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess around twenty.
2: I'm guessing like seven.
0: They're just, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Like
1: it's George Brett, right?
2: Well, it's, it's Saber Hagen. Saber yeah, like,
0: I mean, is it is the Helmut Cray not in there? No, 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 no. I'm talking I
1: mean, about the National Baseball Hall of Fame, not the Royals gotcha. Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, I'm talking about Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. yeah like, I mean,
1: there's, I'm, I'm I'll sure. just, I'll keep it simple. There's not a whole lot in there. And I'm like, if if Zach Grinke is the guy that goes into the Roy- into the Hall of Fame, Next, we need superstars. Okay. And seven. Okay, so who <laughs> let's, so yes yeah, read so, it off.
2: So yeah, uh Whitney Herzog from nineteen thirty-one manager, Joe Gordon from fifteen to seventy-eight player and coach, uh George Brett, Orlando okay. Cepeda, Gaylord Perry, Harmon killebrew and Bob Lemon.
1: That were all on the Royals. we were all on the Royals. How many of those guys impacted the Royal? Like I'm not talking about guys that. Well, impacted only... the other teams. I guess I we know. have George Brett, dude. That's it. And yeah. I, you, you're not going to tell me that Zach Grinky, outside of you know when they traded him, had a huge impact on the results of the Royals. We need Hall of Fame caliber players.
0: That's what John Sherman on this saying. team. Right. Yep. We will so, have eventually Salvador Perez will be there. Obviously, which he won a ring, and yeah. it's gonna be well deserved when it does happen. But I get, I get what you're saying. I'm it's, just it's like hard I'm like it's hard guys to guys like and develop and keep these guys. Yes, Carlos Beltron is probably gonna be in the Hall of Fame at some. He point. He should be, but he's not a guy we could keep during a successful run of the Royals. Uh, Johnny we didn't Damon. have the the money to make it happen. Yep. And you know, if Ewing Kaufman was alive during that, all of this, they just
2: They had the it's, money. They didn't want to spend the money it's but we know how this is. Johnny Damon is
1: Glass not going to be in the damn smart. Hall of Fame. You gotta that's, be
0: smart. that's my point.
2: David Glass was about that. Was not a, was about
0: not spending money. That's my point so, about ownership Tanner. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying I about think John Sherman's having the right ownership back. will make a huge the biggest impact yep. on the future of this team and if he's not the right guy, we'll know very very quickly. If he is the right guy, we'll also know very quickly. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. We will. Anyway, the
0: bottom line is it's it's time to move on. We're we're thankful. Thank you, Dayton, for Dayton Moore. Appreciate you. It's it's time to move on. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of baseball, real quick, guys. I know that you're listening. You probably hate this at the moment, but one more thing. Aaron Judge, sixty bombs at the moment. MVP. Might even hit sixty one. I'm not sure. I'm not watching the game at the moment. But, um, guys, this is uh, quite the feat in a lot of different ways because Aaron Judge of the Yankees, actually the current leadoff hitter of the team. 60 home runs. Now, this guy is massive. Six foot seven, 282 pounds. Um, Really, really just been a monster throughout his first, what is it, six years now in MLB. Yep, Uh, It's been awesome to just watch him get up there and pop things off. But now, looking at this situation, there's a chance we could look at him and go, if all things play out correctly, and if he's clean, as we're assuming, we're going to assume he's clean. We also assume that about some other guys in the past that he will be the official home run single season king who is a natural player meaning not corked bats not on steroids none of the nonsense he is a na- he is the home run king of natural players overrated so um just that throwing that out there but i want to hear what you have to say jason real quick about that no, I want I want Tanner to go first okay. because you, you just
1: said something is overrated. And I, I want Barry Bonds is
0: the
2: national home run leader. We already know this. Major league home okay. run leader.
0: So he, he just thinks screw what you're on or what you're not on. Hey, you're on the juice right. or on the juice. Yeah, already okay.
2: just did a freaking baseball. All right. Steroids don't help you do well, that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so all it'll right. help you hit home runs. So, so right now or else everybody would be doing it.
1: All right, let, let's get it. Let's get it popping here. So Aaron Judge batting 317 right now. He is two for four in this game. Right now, hit his 60th home run on Tuesday. He needs 62 home runs for that American League record that was yep. set back in 1961. I've got a big problem Roger with these guys. I've got a big problem with uh him just being called the American League home run king because this guy is going to be on what I would like to call the clean list. Do you want to know which three players are not going to be on the clean list? Sosa McGuire bonds. Thank you very much, Tanner. So I think this is a scenario where the MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred, who has the power to do things like this, does not have the balls to do things like this, but he needs to do this. He needs to declare Aaron judge the Major League Baseball home run king of all time. And I don't care if you want to call it home run king or if you want to call him the clean home run king because we all know that Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa, dude, they were not clean. And my, my, my whole thing is like with Rob Manfred, it's like, you know, everybody hates the MLB commissioner. Everybody hates Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, because these guys are weak. Okay, they don't have the balls to make decisions. Roger Goodell, oh my gosh, I want to suspend Deshaun Watson for a year. Yeah, I'm sure you do, bro, which is why you didn't do anything. You're weak as hell. You don't have the balls to do anything, so you hired a third party to make that decision on Deshaun Watson. Rob Manfred, in this case, he's got the power to say, we want to recognize this guy, Aaron Judge. Because he is accomplishing something great. And I think most people out there would agree with me that this is a great accomplishment. If you get to 62 home runs for a career, I mean, how long is this? uh, We're talking about Major League Baseball. Has it been 150 years? He's the only guy. He will be the only guy with a clean resume that did not put drugs into his body to help his career he's going to have the most home runs in the history of the sport i want you to look at it up this and way he is clean okay can we put an emphasis on that because my whole point is is that rob manford could come out and say yes barry bonds hit x amount of home runs yes mark mcguire sosa hit that many home runs you know what i can do as a commissioner i can put an asterisk on that Guess what? I'm not going to put an asterisk on Aaron Judge because he's clean and he did it the right way.
0: But don't we have this debate all the time about Barry Bonds, whether he should or should not be in the Hall of Fame? And it's something people have talked about, and it's a be- all because of <laughs> oh, his <shit>. well-known <laughs> usage of uh, steroids. And as um, we as we ruin my <coughs> two thousand dollar cell phone, there
2: better than the Super I don't Bowl know
0: what time. Tanner's fiddle fiddle ar- fiddle around with, but um, my point was. Just, we, we have this debate about Barry Bonds and whether you should be in the Hall of fame or not and about what his record really means uh was it 73 home runs for a single season I think it's 70. So it's
2: 72, if 73. but if
0: we're going to sit there and go over that and be concerned about whether how what we want to think of him then now we're looking at not as a career in a single season now in a, in a nutshell basically of what Aaron judge has done should be looked at just as equally as what Barry Bonds did if we're going to judge Bonds for what he did over the course of a full career.
1: I've got a solution to that problem. Let's put Bonds, Maguire, and Sosa into the Hall of Fame right now.
0: They should Put them be. in right now. They should. And
1: I have no problem with that. But if you put them in right now, I definitely want an asterisk next to that home run accomplishment. And I want Aaron Judge recognized as the home run king. And if you can do that, if you can figure out a way to do both things, recognize him as the home run king and put those other guys into the Hall of Fame, I'm totally so, on board. <laughs> put him in. Dude, I'll, I'll I'll hold their hand. I'll walk him into the Hall of Fame right now, personally. So I have a question
0: then. You guys answer. Is Bray Bonds in the Hall of Fame right now? He's not right he now. He is not. Is Mark McGuire in the Hall of Fame? Nope. Is Sammy Sosa in the Hall of Fame?
1: Nope. Is the hit king,
0: Pete Rose, in the Hall of Fame? Nope. No. That's a different different situation. Nope. So, with all that said, you're talking about the three guys ahead of Aaron Judge in a single season home run record, not in the Hall of Fame because of their usage of illegal substances. So, obviously, we factor that in when looking at careers, but we not factor that in when looking at a single season. Did you say three?
2: Is that right? If it was so easy just to use take stairways and go hit a baseball, don't you think you'd have more than three?
1: No. So to your point, Mike, no? to your point, Mike, like I understand this is one season. Hey, I, I don't know. And like if, if we're looking at this like five years from now and I have to put Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa into the Hall of Fame and Aaron Judge never gets to the Hall of Fame, I'm okay with that. I just want him recognized for this one season for his accomplishment because he, he is will. clean. And, like, he's the first player that I've seen, you know, you know A-Rod. A-Rod did the the PEDs or whatever. But A-Rod, but he's like, not up there, isn't he? Dude, when <laughs> I was a kid, I really, like, Ken Griffey Jr. That's the
0: point. We should be appreciating what Judge is doing right now. We are. Mor- you should be. But you should. We should be looking at him and going, okay, if he's clean, assuming so, because we don't know anything different right now, then he should be looked at as the single season home run goat. Dude,
1: when I when I was a kid, my favorite player was George Brett. Okay, outside of the Royals, my second favorite player was Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. gets no recognition. You know why? Because he got injured like all the time. You know why he's he got injured be, all the time? Six
0: home runs because
1: he didn't take steroids. But to me, that guy was my hero growing up. Because he did it the right way, and he should have been recognized for that in the same way that Aaron Judge should be recognized for what he's accomplishing
0: right now, because he did it the right way. And King Griffith Jr. by the way did it in an era full of steroid users. Full of it. Full wow. of it there let's was more than in, three people. Let's keep that in mind. They literally took a what? needle. They they literally. But yet
2: we're only talking about three people. Aaron, we're we're talking era? about
0: three people because they were the home run. Contenders. So if it was so period. easy
2: to hit a baseball out of the park with steroids, wouldn't you be talking more like maybe seven or ten? Dude, no. They it
1: literally work that way. Oh,
2: well. Oh, oh, okay. My bad.
1: Dude, they literally <laughs> is... took a needle. Yeah. Okay. Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire. When like, they were there on where's where's Conseco at? They, Not in the they, top they, they both took a needle in their ass. Okay. Congratulations
2: <laughs> for them. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> say, because
1: but... nobody cares now what you did back then. They care about Aaron Judge. They care about Ken Griffey Jr. They care about clean athletes
0: that do it the right way. That's my point. Who? Now, I'm going to say personally. everybody. Personally. You I, care about cheaters? Do you care about cheaters, Tanner? It uh, depends what the cheating is. For the sake of the sport of is. baseball, I like any weirdness we can get. I'll accept steroids. I'll accept steel cage spider matches. Spider-Tac. Hey, I'll, I'll accept Remember spider year? Spider give me Spider-Tac. Give me steel chairs. Barbed wire. I don't care. Do whatever you can to Look, make baseball better. I don't care. Use your drugs. I don't give a damn. By the way. But, Judge, because he's been clean, should be looked at differently and uh, awarded properly.
1: Do you know what I value? I value Jose Canseco on the fact that he was a great author. Not not that great of a baseball player. No, he was minus is cheating, but he was a great author. And so, if you want to talk about writing great books, do you know I love it, man. I don't, I Bring know if, it on. I don't know
2: if you guys are aware. Mark McGuire is a hitting coordinator, a hitting director currently. I think. I can't remember. So, My screen's blank, but I think it's for the ace. But so, the
0: question when I... when you So these out. guys
2: are fabulous at hitting techniques. That's
0: great. Have you seen their numbers before and after steroids? I don't need to see it. Yes, it is important. No, it's not. Look at Barry Bonds. Look at McGuire. Look at Sosa. Before and after steroids. Okay, me. I'm glad and you brought that up. I'm What their careers did. Those single season records so, do not so happen without steroids. Why didn't those
2: other guys that were taking steroids become the <laughs> one of the three we're talking about?
0: Not everyone's going to get up there and just blast off a hundred home runs. I don't know. What so steroids doesn't do do that. Absolutely. It helps. Absolutely. It makes a huge know. impact on the it's game. So I'm glad you brought that up because
1: Barry Bonds was instant hall of famer before he started juicing. No, he, Mark McGuire, nice. Mark McGuire. Didn't he set the rookie record? He, like, did. he had the rookie so record. For home runs. I, I can give McGuire. The so why would you ruin your career? I mean, we don't know, and we will never know what Bonds and McGuire would have done had they not juiced. They could have gone on to been two of the greatest players of all time. But now, how do we look at it? We look at them as cheaters and bums Jeez. because
0: that, thats but basically what. When, they you, when the starts, juice came along, is when you started seeing the numbers pop off. They popped going from forty but to sixty or seventy. They
1: did. They popped. But but McGuire setting that rookie record. And Bonds being like a 40-40 guy every single year, why would you juice after that? You're on an amazing path. We're never going to know what you would have been. Those guys were amazing players yes. before they juiced. So now that you juiced, you ruined your whole freaking I don't career. Think Bonds
2: ever admitted to being juiced, by the way. I don't think Kim and Clemens ever admitted. No, they, they
1: never did. They got accused of They it never did, the except end. Barry Bond's head grew
0: like three sizes. <sighs> I mean, like, yeah, we he saw couldn't even wear We also helmet. think Brock Lesnar maybe never juiced, but I would be no different. Hey, that's a
2: farm <laughs> boy right there. We don't even know. But like, do you, so the whole thing, the part that like you said right now of why would you do that to ruin your, your image, your career? You know this too. Like when players cheat and stuff like that, you know, if we cheat a system or whatever <laughs> it is, we don't expect to get caught. Right there's nothing in place for us to get caught at the moment, and then comes more rules. More, uh, uh, you know, a, a lesser bum gets caught, and then all of a sudden the rules start changing, and then you start seeing people. My my up.
1: whole point is that you, you these guys cheated themselves. Yeah, because no, I mean, we're never gonna know. We're never gonna know what they could they have been. Their image. Mark McGuire. I mean, who knows what would have happened? These guys cheated themselves, and they cheated baseball. Because now everybody looks at them like bums. Whereas if they wouldn't have done it, they could have had the same career, if not better, while not cheating. And now we would have been looking at those guys as heroes of the game. Okay, that's never going to okay. happen. Okay, so
2: now. you said they cheated baseball. Sure. Some could argue they saved baseball.
0: They the cheated 90s. guys like yes. Ken. They the nineties baseball. baseball era was better than anything they we see today. Saved baseball. I do agree with that. Like I said, I'm all for the fun and games. Yeah. When it comes to baseball, because I mean sorry, you want to fight at home plate. Comparatively <laughs> sports-wise, it's it's trash compared to what, what we have going on in the NFL. Yeah, they saved and even ones. NBA NBA in the 90s was amazing as well. So yeah, but MLB in the 90s, that was the golden era of uh baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe it's because I was a nineties kid, but I, I feel that way. I mean,
2: I feel that way too. Still
0: we, we still we had Randy Johnson and Roger Clemens still, and then gosh, the Mariano Rivera was the bombs, out there, the Yankees bombs. that were. I feel like Rivera played for, like, 20 years. But he did. He played a long time. Anyways, was, hey, it was fun to awesome watch.
1: I, I I'll uh, give you that. It was fun to so, watch, but a lot of these guys are just not going to get credit where credit is due because, so, you know, it was a steroid era. It cheater, right? Yeah, that's
2: fine. But Aaron Judge, guys, we're looking at MVP uh, talent coming to play. Super excited for him going into uh, as well as the playoffs. But, I mean, this is a guy that's top three in hits. Uh, run leader. He, he just got surpassed on the uh, – Er, or the ERA, well, the uh, average today, but he'll surpass that back up. So he's he's top three in like majority of the stats for the offensive for AL, and this is a guy that's probably going to be MVP by the end of the season, and also on a contract year. Keep an eye out on that. This is a guy that may not stick with the Yankees after all.
0: Uh, Somehow we spent over thirty minutes on baseball guys. (laughs) <laughs> and so it's football I, I'm season. I'm happy with it. This is I'm awesome. I'm glad it. we got the chat. We haven't done that a long a while, time. So, uh, but I do feel a need that we need to cut that off right I'm here, right now. Uh, I'm sure there's some listeners out there that are sick of this shit. So, with all that said, I'm glad we got this off our chest, and I'm glad we're you know talking about Royals, talking about Aaron Judge. This was actually a great topic. It's so has been a while. I, do, I do want it's to say that, but we have some more things that are probably more important and some things that just needed to be said. And so with some things that just needed to be said, if you, obviously I'm going to steal this here for just a moment from Tyree Kill's podcast where he runs around. It, it just needed to be said. It just needed to be said. You know, when you go out there and say some stupid shit um, is what he does every damn time. And he's put that podcast on pause where what we're going to do here, give you guys a little glimpse of something that's come up here recently in the NFL world where, We finally need to let it out. We finally need to let it off our chest that I'm sick of all you haters and non-believers out there. Time to tell you how it really is. So, uh, Jason, would you like to lead it off with that? Uh, I'm going to
1: lead it off. Okay. Uh, So it needed to be said, so I'm going to say it right now. You guys, Josh Allen is not the best quarterback in the NFL. And I know you all want to just gush all over it, you know, every single day. My gosh, why not? Like, like he's, he's a, he's a great American quarterback. Greatest, greatest of all time. Like just crown his ass, right? Crown his just ass. Crown him. We'll just give it to him right now. <laughs> um, he, he had a great, he had a good year last year. I mean, 92 passer rating, 63% completion percentage, uh, through for 4,400 4, yards, 36 touchdowns, 15 INTs. We know about Josh Allen's talent. Okay but there's a difference between talent and what you actually do on the field. So the goal of any sport is winning. Okay. I don't care about your talent. And if I just want to compare him to one guy, who would I compare it? Who would I compare him to? I mean, it's, it's going to be a guy that had a 98 and a half percent or 98.5 passer rating last year, uh, a higher completion percentage. 4,800 yards. Everything was better last year. You guys know who I'm talking about? Aaron Rodgers. Guy by the name of Patrick Mahomes. Okay? Now, I just want to point out, Patrick Mahomes had a quote-unquote down year last year. Right? So, he played bad by Patrick Mahomes standards. Still had better numbers than Josh Allen. So, now, all of a sudden, we want to crown Josh Allen as being the best quarterback in the league. And I, I feel like it's one of those things And I, you know, we all, we like to talk about LeBron James okay. a lot on this show because LeBron James has a lot of talent, right? He also has a losing record in the finals. He's not as good as Stephen Curry because Stephen Curry has beaten him in the finals. He's not as
2: good as Stephen Curry. No,
1: Stephen Curry. I'm not getting a- into this today. It's not so, going to be a season. Now hear me out. <laughs> Just hear NBA me season. out, dude. <laughs> hear me out, dude. Talent. My my whole argument here is talent is better, or talent talent is not the same thing as how good of a player you are. So LeBron James, yeah, he's he's got a, he's a better talent than Steph Curry, but Steph Curry has a better record in the NBA Finals. He's also beaten LeBron James in the ability, NBA Finals like it's nothing. So why don't you tell me, Tanner? How many times has Josh Allen beaten Patrick Mahomes? Once. Okay, in a playoff game? Zero. How many AFC championship games has Josh Allen been in? Zero. How many Super Bowl games has Josh Allen been in? Zero. So if you want to crown him right now, Josh Allen, then crown his ass, right? Is he the best quarterback in the league? Because it's my understanding that the object – Like the great Herm Edwards once said, you play to win the game. You don't play for stats. You don't play for talent, dude. Oh, my gosh. Josh Allen. Oh, my gosh. you
2: He just runs
1: all over the place. Oh, my gosh. his, His arm is so strong. He can throw it so far. Do we play for stats like Russell West Brick? Do we play for, you know talent or do we play to win the game? Because that's what I'm trying to understand here, because it's my understanding that if you're playing to win the game, then Josh Allen is probably not the best quarterback in the league until he actually proves something because he's got a great. What are you talking about? I'm talking about what are you talking about? Do the bills? Do the bills not have the best roster in the NFL right now? Does he not have an amazing roster to work
2: with? So did Patrick last year. So
1: if you've got the best roster in the league, then you must be the best quarterback in the league, right? Am I missing something here? You're telling me through
2: two weeks you're going to downgrade Josh Allen, and you're going to quote a guy that just got fired in the end zone.
1: after. I'm not downgrading anybody. Are you kidding me right now? I'm saying he is the greatest (laughs) talent. I am comparing Josh Allen right now to LeBron James because he is the greatest talent. The greatest talent. Oh, he has so much talent. Why is he not the best quarterback he in the league? He is the best
2: quarterback in the league right now.
1: Does winning not count for something? Does Patrick what Mahomes... What do you mean winning? Does Patrick are you Mahomes, telling me... Are we hey, talking
2: this year or like the last five years? Does Patrick Mahomes... I'm so
1: confused right now. Does Patrick Mahomes kicking his ass in the playoffs not count for something? Or that, do we just want to go years, off the of talent? That's
2: fine. I'll talent Mahomes.
1: Just tell me right now. Is talent more are, important to you? Are, or do we count winning games? Are we talking two games a season? Or are we talking five years I'm here? talking about winning in the playoffs, making it to the Super Bowl, Winning the Super Bowl
0: the whole versus thing, a guy
1: Tanner. that, they oh, my God, for the last
2: three years. The whole body of work. And, and I'm not even saying that Josh Allen, Allen, Allen can't.
1: Here's the thing. I'm not saying that he can't be the best quarterback in the league because that is certainly on the table for him. But are we got, are, are we not going to make him prove it? Or are we just going to crown his ass right now?
2: He's proven it right through two weeks, but. Wow. Oh, this is is, hold on. Then if you want to crown him,
0: (laughs) then crown his ass. This is what we can do. do, it. do it. Dude, this is Tanner That's every right. single sold. year. It's, it's two will, weeks. Tanner lives and dies by the week. This is coming from the same guy <laughs> that wanted
1: to crown Sam Darnold as the MVP that last year. That was two weeks. <laughs> was that?
2: Exactly. <laughs> <And Ben After> <laughs> <two> <laughs> I was ben reaching.
0: After two hey, weeks hey, last year, hey, Big, <laughs> Big Ben was 11-0. Big Ben was 11-0, by he the
2: way. Hey, <laughs> 11 He did.
0: The fakest 11-0 team of all time.
2: That's fine. But he was 11-0. You were ready to crown He lives and dies by the week. You've got to give him credit. Josh Allen right now. Is the best quarterback in the in the NFL after two through two weeks, through two, weeks. <laughs> two
1: weeks through two weeks, just like Sam Darnold was this last is, year. I'm saying through the two same weeks. time after <laughs> two weeks last year. I, Sam I'm Darnold, not, MVP, MVP. MVP. I'm not saying I'm out. not
2: saying through ten weeks. I'm saying through two weeks. I'll probably have a big a better judgment come hey, week man. five. You
1: know oh, what? Shit. I think you've convinced a lot of people out there. Two
2: so. weeks. <laughs> Tell me me. moving right along better in two weeks.
1: You know, I think you convinced a lot of people out there moving right along. Mike, what do we got for the next? All right. I'm not going to be able to
0: beat that by any means, but I'm glad you let that off your chest. I'm glad you just, it needed to be said, man. You're going to hate my take now. Great talent, talented player, talented player. All right. Y'all went off the walls on that, but okay. So (laughs) I just, I just want to say that I want to talk about somebody who, has been chastised, it feels like, if that's the right terminology, maybe. Um, has been talked down upon throughout the entire offseason. And uh, really been set up and made to fail don't by t- talking heads. Don't tell hits. me we're going
2: this route.
0: Now be quiet. Made to don't fail. Don't tell me we're going this route. Everyone out there is is hoping for his failure. I've not heard one positive, th- other than fans of this team, come out here and want to be excited about this guy. Please, please, I'm say sick of somebody it. Else. please say I'm somebody else. I'm sick of else. it. I bet you heard it from me before the season started <laughs> when I named their else. record. I'm sick of it. And the fact is, I've been a believer in this guy all along. Tua Tunglevoa <laughs> is, <laughs> is a legitimate, good starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, that's easy to say. You didn't say great. And you said good. I said good. That's easy. I can get on board. And he has a lot of talent around him, as we all knew, walking into this situation. But I want to make this clear is that I'm sick and tired oh, of all the haters out there talking crap about Tua every week. And even before talking about him throwing passes, a weak arm, this and that. The guy's career percentage passing right now is 67%. Could have been 69. He is 67% completion nice. percentage right now for his career. And that's through, you know, basically two and a half years of work. If we want to subtract some games he missed through his rookie season and so on. Um, Also, interception, the touchdown ratio, 34 touchdowns, 17 picks. He's a guy who, also keep in mind, won a championship at Alabama. He's a guy who has a lot to work with. He's a guy that's it's not some idiot out there. He's not some Russell Wilson wannabe like some people go out there and try to accuse him of being. Um, Tua tungley is absolutely talented. And, yes, there is Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill now, and there's a lot of guys to work with. Cedric Wilson's on the team. There's a lot of guys to work with on that team. Of course. Defense. Really good defense, of course. And that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I just want to say this guy does not suck. He's not a guy that's going to go out there and try to lose you games. But we saw something here in week two against the Baltimore Ravens. He was down by, it it was double digits. It was was 24 24
2: points in the fourth quarter.
0: 24 points. I want to say this down big to the Baltimore Ravens here in week two, and next thing you know, you you click off the cha- the, the channel, go back on. Next thing you know, it's like what happened? You're like all of a sudden they're back in the game. All of a sudden they're driving down the field to win this game here at the end of regulation, and ends up throwing another touchdown pass to Jalen Waddle to end up winning the game. Ends up throwing six touchdowns in week two and originally had two picks in the beginning of the game. That, to me, tells me you're not working with a game manager. You're not working with a guy who's scared. You're working with a guy who says, okay, I made a couple mistakes here, threw a couple picks, but I'm going to keep going out there and fighting and battling, and I'm not going to go play conservative. I got to dink and dunk and do all this other bullshit that some of these other quarterbacks do who are too scared to win the game. He was saying to himself, no. I'm going to either win this game or go down fighting and dying as it is. It, it, you know, And so I think that's one of the best traits you can have as a quarterback in this NFL is that you need to have guys that have that will to forget some of their mistakes for a moment and say, screw it, go back out there, go for the dagger once more. We see this in Patrick Mahomes all the time. Patrick Mahomes will make a mistake, come right back and battle back and doesn't give a damn. We saw it in Brett Favre throughout most of his career too. Guy that would throw a pick here or there, maybe throw two picks. Obviously, the career pick leader of all time. Didn't give a damn. Went out there and won three MVPs, guys. Yep. Um, this is the kind of mentality you need to have. And Tua, if you want to talk about his limited abilities, go for it. Waste your breath. Waste your breath on it. Tua Tunglevoa has meant for this league, and he's going to be very successful. He's going to have a great season, especially with the amount of talent they have on the field. But he has the right mindset for what it takes to win in this league. And we saw it here in week two. And I'm sick and tired of idiots going out there throughout this whole off season mm-hmm. and trying to bash him. And I know you were a non-believer at one point. Dan. Last year.
2: That was last year.
0: I know, but you were a non-believer at one last point. Yes. I told your asses the last two years. He's going to be good. We saw it just now. Six touchdowns. Let me just tell you, you to how I, I just want to touch on this. Let me tell
1: you how bad the disrespect for Tua is. It's like bad. the day after that happened and, and they won the game. That, that I'm not gonna tell you which network it is, but there were networks out there that Shut all they were trying to do is try to come up with a list of quarterbacks. That Yankee throw Finn, facts: six touchdowns in one game, and it started off with Matty Flynn, and then right. I don't. I'm not even gonna start with Matt the Flynn after is not too
0: itungliavoa though.
1: I I don't even want to give you the list, but like, why would you? Why would you talk about that? Why would you not try to? encourage this guy and say wow what a great game he had instead what they were doing was Turn listing off list off all of the bum quarterbacks in the history of the game that threw six touchdowns in one game guess what dude nobody cares we don't care we care about how well to a and yes you need to learn how to pronounce his name Tua right first and foremost. we care about how well he is doing we're not trying to break this guy down and that's all they could do on all the major networks and that's what makes me sick
0: it's, it's like it's, why it's got, would you try to This whole offseason got like me that. pissed off at some of the the, the shit that they they were completely writing him off as just this some kind of like Oh, he's gonna find a way to fail with all these other weapons he has on the team now and this and that. He wasn't bad before this. He was he wasn't bad before Tyreek. He wasn't bad I, even before the I, emergence of Jalen Waddle. I don't know
2: if you guys remember last year on the it was about midway through the season. Um Tua was in he wasn't inactive, but he was injured. So they didn't start him. And he ended up having to come in for Brissett because Brissett got injured. Uh going to play for it was a Monday. It was a Thursday night game. It was a Thursday night game. And Tua came in and they were down by like 13, 14 points going into play. And Tua ended up coming in about halftime just after halftime because Brissett got injured and Tua with a bum finger ended up leading that team to a W. And then since then he put them in playoff contention all the way through week 15, week 16 until they, they just couldn't hold up anymore. But he that's when he changed my mind was during that streak of, you know, I call it last yeah, you year. C- you kind of flipped
0: him. like a switch well on I him. And you it, went from like, like oh, I'm a big hater, and all of a sudden you're like, no, I like him hey, he, <laughs> he, he, he
2: showed me what I wanted to see, a, a guy that's trying to win. And then shout out to Chris, uh, was it Chris Gear, the GM? I just looked it up. I can't remember his name now. Chris gear He put around winners that guys don't know how to win around him. Teron Armstead huge addition to that offensive line mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys saw that oh, highlight. Episode, yeah yeah from the saints yeah where he he as they were going down to march down for that winning touchdown he looked back at Tua and goes take your time like don't try to hurry this like do your thing like that's that's the thing like you, you already know tyreek's in his head tyreek coming from the Chiefs saying hey we can still win this game we can beat these guys You know on the sidelines whatever they got to do so they put around winners around him chase edmonds could be another big key factor coming from arizona last year a team that went undefeated for so long so like shout out to the gm there and they've they've built they've they didn't just give him weapons they gave him winning weapons to be able to take that mindset into the next level
1: i just don't understand why there are so many Dolphins haters out there, I don't understand why there's so many Tua right haters there. out Yankee there. Says it. I don't get it because yeah, a lot Yankee of people Finn says it right now. So many guys were complaining that there are not enough minority coaches in the NFL. Well, guess what? Now you've got one. He's coaching the Miami Dolphins, right. so we should try to embrace this team. They've got a minority <laughs> coach. They've got and Tua a minority quarterback, quarterback, by the way. That that's fine, but I mean, a why receivers. why would you try to tear this team down? Because I it's, had them in the playoffs before we even yes. started the season. You guys know I had them in the playoffs. They're easily a top seven team in the AFC. So let's let's root for these guys because I, I want to see them well, do I'm well. I'm sick
0: of the disrespect altogether. It's, it's just because there, there's nothing that two has shown so far in his career, even leading up to this season. that should tell me, oh, he's going to suck. He's not Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, in my opinion, clearly. I don't care about what's happened in the first two weeks. Hey, I don't two care. 2 oh, 0 Giants. I don't give oh, a baby. damn. He 2 0! Oh. I don't he give sucks. a damn. He still sucks. He sucks. Tua Tua totally Boa <laughs> has never dies. shown me anything at all that he would suck in this league. He's looked good to me from day one. I remember him as a rookie playing against the Chiefs and thinking he looks sharp. Sharp. And I remember him throwing some slant passes, which I know is the most basic damn pass in the NFL. This damn pass in football, period but he looked sharp. He looked like he knew what he was doing. I mean, in general, you know, it's some guys have a natural ability and I think Tua has some of that. I think there's some refinement that can happen get him a little better, of course, and as can every quarterback as they're maturing. But I think, I just think why are, why are so many people trying to hold him down and trying to just tear him apart? And it, it's annoying that Tyree had to go out there and Talk him, up, him talk him up as like oh well he, t- he Tua just throws a better pass than Patrick Mahomes and they more accurate and this and that and saying some nonsense because first of all that was unnecessary and second of all like I feel like he was going out there trying to defend Tua on behalf of what media has been talked about yep. when it comes to who Tua is as a quarterback in this league um, but you know that's that's Tyree Kill doing his own his own thing but that's why it needed to be said and uh, now now here I am playing the Tyree Kill role. And sticking up for my boy Tua because I'm sick of all this BS. So, anyways, that that was my thing. We've had a couple of good rants now. So, um, Tanner, go ahead.
2: Mine's not a, as extravagant, by the okay.
0: way. Shout out because that's the same factor of Jalen
2: Hurts that you're just talking about Tua, another okay. guy that's just as much as being beaten on the off as well. So, and he's proving it right now as well with that especially big win against the Vikings. All right, so here's my. <laughs> it needs to be said. You guys aren't going to like this. The AFC West isn't as strong as it should be, as as it as it was projected to be. The Raiders just blown out on the fourth quarter of uh on Sunday versus the Cardinals after being up twenty, was it twenty nothing? Something like that, twenty-one nothing going in the fourth quarter. Or oh it?
0: yeah. Oh to so, the Cardinals?
2: Yeah, to the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, that was wild stuff. And
2: Derek Carr uh, struggled in a attempt to drive down the field against the Chargers week one. And he because he got pressured. If he gets pressured, we all know what Derek Carr does. Yeah, he folds. Russell Wilson and the Broncos are not as great as they should be. This is two weeks in a row, teams they should have completely decimated. Decimated Houston and in in Seattle. And they struggled to get out the bat, even to barely win in the end. The AFC West isn't as strong as it should be. That's my take.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, first of all, Denver is not a team I ever thought was going to come out strong anyway. Um, I thought the Russell Wilson addition was overrated from the get-go. Um, obviously, I like some of the talent they have on the offensive side. I think their defense still is not great, and we'll see that come more to fruition as time goes on when they play against legitimate teams because these first two weeks have they, not they necessarily been uh, against legitimate teams. But, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Because and then, But here's the thing with the Raiders – I feel like what we're what what we're witnessing right now at the moment is just this. The AFC West is still the AFC West, so it we is. all walked into this going, "Oh, this is going to be a powerhouse," and a really, yeah, that was the expectation, right? Like the Broncos like, might finish under five hundred now. They might. Uh, the 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 Raiders are going to do Raiders things. The Raiders are still the Raiders. So at the end of the day, it's like we're going to look at this whole thing at the end and go, "Wow." It's still the same division it's been for the last five years. Like, I'm going to take my projection
2: I had in the uh, with our last uh, projection or the division of the season video where I had them on to winning 10 games. And down through two weeks, like Denver may not even make it to six at this point.
1: <laughs> I, I just had a pipe dream before the season started. I was like, man, oh, man, how cool would it be if you get all four teams from the AFC West? And, the playoffs. <laughs> and that's that's exactly what it was. It was nothing more than a pipe dream. Now that we can clearly see, there's no way in hell that that's going to happen. I, I would, I, I, had the Broncos as having the worst record in the division. They're not going to make the playoffs at this point. Uh, so that pipe dream is over. Yeah, I, still, I still believe in the Raiders. I think they have a chance. I, I think Josh McDaniels has a chance to turn this thing around. It's only two games in, uh, especially now that they've got uh, Devontae Adams there. Uh, so I, I still think that there's I'm holding out hope. Let's put it that way, that we can still get three teams into the playoffs okay. from our division. Um, but yeah, the Broncos are they're as bad as we thought they were.
0: Yeah, I give the Raiders a shot at least. I think the Raiders could, you know, finish up nine and eight, nine and eight. And that might get them in for that seven seed, obviously, that we've put in now in the last couple of years for the NFL playoffs. But otherwise, yeah, I don't see the Broncos making an impact on it whatsoever. But yeah, the FC West is what it is. I think that you guys feel too. Yeah. Yeah, We're, we're under, we could, we could
1: could still be the best division in the NFL, but it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's going to be competitive, but it's just not the Broncos. I thought would, would at least be 500, maybe slightly above 500. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen now well, in year one with Russell Wilson.
0: Russell Wilson's kind of a facade anyway. I mean, that that dude is about as flaky. And oh, you think he's a fraud? Fraud. Fraudulent as they come. You know, his whole nonsense of like this whole... Obviously, we've all heard this on the radio, of course, by now. But just the whole like, you know, the, the let's ride is... Ooh, let's That's right. And did then, TikTok and then, on that. Yeah, and then you got the whole like, <laughs> oh, uh, M- Mister, 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 I- Unlimited, Mister Unlimited. Well, he and this kinda... whole thing and spiel he did is like is the most phony goddamn thing I've heard in my life. Well, he's not. He's a little bit past his prime. I will put it that way. Like, it, it reminds me when Derek Carr made a music video. Do you? Like, those guys are about both the equally as phony.
2: So I. I... <laughs> I actually, have a couple questions for you guys because I, I was I wait till Wednesday for this, but going back to this Broncos thing, uh, when I was on with uh, uh, I believe it's Dale, Broncos fan podcaster we do our ARC West preview on Saturday mornings now with the less talk sports, but he was concerned at the beginning uh, before the season started that Russell Wilson was too much Hollywood to go into play the season. Is this a concern? For you guys, that there's too much Hollywood because he was going to premieres with Sierra. There's a whole bunch of other stuff he's doing, like
0: appearances wise. Well, I don't know if it's Hollywood. It's to me, it's like I said, the phony is what I look at it as. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you look like a. Oh, uh, hey, he should be on right here with our set with the buffoons. You know, get up here and say some stupid crap, and now you fit right in with our You're with right our crows. group here. So, like the whole like Mister Unlimited spill he did, yeah, that I think everyone's heard at this point is just like, dude, you just sound like a moron. It's bad. And like you're just and then if you guys remember like two or three years ago, Derek Carr made a music video wearing some black eyeliner. Yeah. And I, he might not have actually been, but it looked like it looked it looked like it it. Look like it. it looked like it. But it was some more like phony, like in sync backstreet boys type of thing, which Tanner would have loved. But um I did my own music videos. One of those Thank goofy things much. and I'm just like, man, what are it these people doing? What are these guys doing? Like you don't you're not gonna see Justin Herbert doing that or Patrick Mahomes. You're not gonna see those guys doing that. Like they're just like What are you doing? Maybe you might see Jackson Mahomes doing some of that, but um, yeah, just this phony stuff going on with some of these quarterbacks. Well, here's
1: the thing about Russell Wilson. I've said this I think from the beginning is like, yeah, they're they're not gonna accomplish much in year one, but I thought that Russell Wilson would be good enough that maybe in years two and three, like he, he might be able to improve that team. Um, but let, let's give it a little time here because I mean, like I said, he's past his prime, but I mean, the, the let's think about the Broncos fans. I mean, they're going to be ready to run his ass out of town. If he doesn't do anything, Uh,
0: they're pretty mad right now. If they don't do it, like,
1: and I'm giving this guy a free pass in year one, but if he starts out like crap in year two. Those fans are going to be ready to run his ass out of town. And I don't blame him, quite frankly. So,
2: Carlos is Mahomes is a, for, a state farm guy and the Fortnite guy now. So,
0: right. that's true. I mean, he's, he's on commercials. Of course, he's always been in Fortnite and all that kind of good stuff. But, you know, nothing, none of that's like phony. It's just commercials and he's doing his marketing. So, before
2: my final question, Carlos is asking Will the Chiefs pick up OBJ? I don't see it happening at all. He goes back to the Rams, in my No, nah,
0: but what's weird about OBJ's situation is, like, why is a guy who had so much playoff success last year still out there? Like, there's got to be more to it, because I'm sure he's had offers. And also, if your team, let's say he waits till the last eight weeks of the season to sign with someone, I wouldn't want to take that on. There's I something wrong with it. I wouldn't want to take that on. I would not want to deal with that. Uh, it doesn't sound appealing to me at all. Maybe he's like maybe he's like Eric b He just
1: doesn't interview well.
2: I think he goes back to the Rams back home. I don't
1: yeah, I
0: mean that would make the most sense to go back to the Rams, of course.
1: He's washed, dude. That guy's freaking <laughs> so, washed. I mean, like OBJ is an amazing talent. Like, you know, yeah. I, I think I pounded talent down you guys' throats in the show, but yeah, amazing talent. But like, what seriously, what does he have left in the tank, right? He's probably washed. He might
2: be. So Yankee hey, Finn yeah, says rest is getting paid too much money to pick, get a pass, in his opinion, which is fair and all that so all right so my final question for you guys because i only get you on wednesdays to ask this these questions (laughs) you're gonna hate this are the bengals officially the luckiest team from last year is that luck run out they're 0 2. lost to two teams to field goals joe barrow does not look good the line doesn't look good or is is the bengals luck run out
1: i don't think it ran out i i think the luck If you're going to call it luck, it really started with Joe Burrow himself. That was their only luck last year was the fact that Joe Burrow was on that team. And so at this point, it's like, yeah, the offensive line is bad again. Can we really expect Joe Burrow to try to do amazing things two years in a row? I'm just not seeing it. I mean, they need to fix the damn offensive line. I I don't know if they need to just fire the damn offensive line coach or what. Um, but I personally, and this, you know, if you just want a hot take, I'm sure I've already thrown this out there. I don't think the Bengals are going to make the playoffs this year because the AFC is so strong, you know. When have you known to have Mike Tomlin to have a losing season? It just doesn't happen. So I am not going to be shocked if the Bengals don't even make the playoffs this year because they were kind of an anomaly last year. And, again, I've said this before, kind of reminds me of the the Cam Newton MVP year when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl. And then after that, they were just kind of wiped off the map. Uh, I think that could be the Bengals this year.
0: Yeah, it's a good, it's a fair question, honestly. Um, just looking at that team and the way things unfolded last year and they got hot at the right time, which is something we talk about quite often there towards the back end of the season. Um, And yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely up for debate on that. I don't know that they're necessarily like the luckiest team ever, but um, they did not deserve to be there against the Rams last year in the Super Bowl. Correct. And, you know, looking at the situation they had against the Titans in the playoffs, um, you know, they looked outmatched for majority of the game, and Burrow was getting pounded, and all of a sudden you see a couple things break their way. And next thing you know, they the Bengals win the game. And then in the Chiefs situation, you know, the, the Chiefs shot themselves in the foot. At the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes had his worst two quarters of his entire life in that game. And the Chiefs had a huge lead at that, you know, in the beginning of of that game. And the Chiefs are the ones who handed the victory over to the Bengals in that situation. So in that case, I was like, okay, maybe you could call that luck. Maybe you could call it just teams not knowing how to finish in a lot of ways. But are they beatable? Yes, Joe Burrow actually, in my opinion, looks a little slow. And I'm not talking about the way he runs. I'm talking about the way he's processing things. Mm -hmm. He looks slower than he should be, to me, watching him on a down-by-down basis. And I think maybe eventually as time goes on it will speed things up a little better. But he's also taking a lot of sacks. I think he's had 13 sacks already in the first two games. And so you're telling me. So the same things we saw last year, they went into this offseason, tried to fix the offensive line, or at least add some talent to it. And we're going to the same exact outcome It's because Burrow is processing things too slowly. And I think that's a, a lot of the issues they're coming down with right now is that he's, he's going a little too slow and I don't really trust their defense, but
2: at the moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I like what you said as far in terms of them just getting hot at the right time last year. I mean, it reminds me of being on the heater. Like if I'm at the craps table or something like that sooner or later, that stuff's going to come to an end and, Honestly, that was their Super Bowl. When I look back to that game, the AFC Championship, dude. If I'm in Joe Burrow's shoes, you just went into Arrowhead and you beat you Patrick beat the Chiefs Mahomes. in four weeks,
2: twice. What in four does weeks. that? And I'm no. not talking about yeah, Joe twice. Burrow, not yeah. Joe
1: Burrow specifically, but like the team as a whole, the coaching staff. You just beat Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship. Does that not go to your head? a little bit to the point where, you know, you kind of, they just got so high last year. Now it could get come down. really, really bad in a hurry if you don't get this thing under the control. And I, I just think, man, I, I don't expect a lot from the Bengals this year because I think they're, they were such overachievers last they year were. that I they feel really like were. there's, there's a significant chance that they could snap back. To the wrong end of that this year and be underachievers.
0: Yeah, they're definitely beatable. I mean, they're a beatable team. I mean, they, even last year, um, I can't remember what their record was, but um, right offhand. But I mean, I, I think that they were one of those teams who were down to the wire on a lot of games, a lot and of snuck games. away with quite a few, and just got a last second victory kind of deal. And I think this year I could see the, the snapback coming in full 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 threshold against them on this one I mean what do you have to prove if you beat
1: Patrick Mahomes in his house for the AFC championship what what more do you have to prove at that point?
0: All right well the AFC right now I think we, we obviously can clearly see it runs through Buffalo and Kansas City. Um, yep. I think there's a couple more teams obviously in the mix we can talk about later on we'll do that later on a different day. Ravens look good I think Lamar Jackson looks great so um, they're still going to be quite a force to reckon with as time goes on. But uh, I, do, I do want to give before we wrap it up here, JG, you have your easy money. Yeah, what's we'll say week. easy money bet of the week? Easy money bet of the week, and we're not going to talk about previous week, guys. We don't do that here. We talk about. Hey, how current. was your previous week, Mike? This last week I was god awful. Were you really? I'm I'm in the on my um my pickums on you know with the money not yeah, the money yeah. line but the the betting line. I'm in the negative through two weeks, but I'm in the positive two grand through through betting but, but you're betting, so.
2: you're you're betting every team <laughs> yes, every week
0: I, I'm betting every team every week but my actual picks on the betting line right now I believe I'm negative four gotcha on okay on my curious. actual picks so I'm down on that
1: so my biggest problem is like I always do better on my personal bets than I do with my easy money bets <laughs> on the show so I'm gonna try to fix that for you guys this week so a couple of games here. Uh, the first one I looked at, and I I wanted to put this as, as my easy money, but it's not as easy as my, my second one, Philadelphia at Washington. So um, Philadelphia, um, they beat they, you know they beat Detroit, they beat Minnesota. A lot of people out there are saying, oh my gosh, the NFC is weak. Philly's going to be in the Super Bowl this year. That's fine. I, I do believe that this is a trap game right now. It's a divisional game at Washington. Philly is favored uh, minus six and a half on the road against Washington. I am going to take Washington to cover in this game. Cover, okay. They, I mean, they might win. Who knows? Uh, tough divisional game. Not my easy money bet, though, but I, I did want to touch on that just for a second. My easy money bet of the week is going to be Buffalo Bills, Minus six at Miami. We've already talked about it on this show. If you need some more juice, then go back to go back and listen to the earlier part when we were talking about the disrespect for the Dolphins, the disrespect for Tua, the coaching staff, that roster. Great defense, I believe. Um, this is not going to be an easy game for Buffalo. Uh, I think I talked to Mike about this earlier. He, he would actually take Miami to win this game. But for my easy money bet, you are going to take Miami to cover at home because Buffalo's minus six. It's easy money, guys. There's so much disrespect out there for Miami. Tough divisional game. I'm taking Miami to cover. Take it to the bank.
2: I got one question. Do you pick KU to cover seven against Duke? that's a 3-0 KU team versus a 3-0
1: Duke team. I'm not I'm not going to touch that game. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, rock chalk. Rock chalk Jayhawk. I'm just going to I'm going to be a fan. <laughs> Can I put it that way? I'm going to be a fan in that game. I'm not going to bet on it.
2: I'll cover. I I'll, I'll, I'll take him covering. All, All right. right.
0: All right. I don't have any easy All money right. bets because you so your
2: both your teams are
0: not 3-0. Who? Both Jack, my teams are not as 3-0. As well. No, my team's two and which is the Chiefs. So I'm very happy. So oh, okay. I'm, not, I'm not worried about the other <laughs> nonsense you're talking about right now. So you can save that for a later day. Talk, baby. I'll be going October first to the uh, K State Texas Tech. Oh, games, they're so. not three and either. They're not three and Tanner, they but lost they the probably, You know, well, cool. K State did. Yeah, but so, that's yeah. bad. Anyways, save that for a later day. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, any final words before we wrap
1: it up here? Yeah, uh, the KU coach is going to be the head coach in Nebraska next year. No, he's not. Gonna give he's him not a leaving KU for They're going to give him a trillion gonna, dollars.
2: He's not going to go from one broken program to another broken program. He's already trying to fix one. He doesn't want to go try to fix another.
1: Nebraska is going to give him a trillion dollars to go coach that Maybe we going
2: to get two trillion. So.
1: Well, Tanner owes me another drink. So uh, uh, uh,
2: Real quick, guys. He spilled let's my talk... drink
1: in the middle of the show.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You, can go Ru- you ruined
1: that. his two 2000- So he's got a $2,000 phone. You ruined
0: it. Yeah, $2,000 freedom. Unbelievable. Shout out to Dan.
2: Right. Hopefully he gets better. Let's talk sports guys. We'll still have content pumping through there uh, throughout the week as well. We'll get have some divisional breakdowns as well. Uh, so guys, make sure you guys check in there. We got multiple guys helping out there. Um, outside of that, guys, everybody have a fabulous weekend. Go check out our uh, on. We'll go Friday. Check out Friday. We'll have our Chiefs uh, show, our preview for week three on Friday debut. Uh, check that out, guys, and it will be uh, on our Selling the Kingdom exclusive Chiefs channel. So check that out. That, that'll drop on Friday. So. By the way,
0: Yankee fan, I don't know if you watched earlier, but we did have a whole Aaron Judge Thanks, segment. So if you missed that, scroll back right before the Dolphins part and uh, listen to that, too. I I, I didn't catch if you were watching on that part either but we had a, we had a lot oh, yeah of, we, we talked a yankees. Of yankees and dolphins talked johnny go so, check it out man it's yeah.
2: we actually had a great discussion a
0: great that. discussion about all things so Little uh, anyways That's guys true. with all that said uh this was a great show thank you all so much for hanging out and i'll see y'all on the next one outro see you guys